Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Hello, my name is Lindsey Graham and I am a cat. Meow, meow. I'm not a woman dressed as a cat. I am a cat. By show of hands, I'm curious uh, how many of you believe and confess that I'm a cat? Great. I am, by show of hands, I'm curious how many of you believe that your child or a child from this school would believe that I'm actually a cat? No one. You are right. Why? Because you are not stupid and these children are not stupid. Truth prevails over imagination. Reality exists. Discernment is innate and something we are biologically wired to have. One look at me and you know this to be true. I am a woman posing as a cat. You may also think correctly that if I truly believe I'm a cat, I have a mental disorder. If I suffer from a mental disorder and if I'm unable to discern reality, am I safe to be around children? Would you put me in charge of making critical decisions about the safety and well-being of children? and about the direction of their education when I cannot even discern truth from fiction. Confession. I'm not actually a cat, guys, just because I say I am. You've not agreed to or committed to addressing me as a cat simply because I demand it. No tail, whiskers, or outfit makes me a cat. Just like no lipstick, high heels, or long hair makes him a man, a woman. It is just as biologically impossible for me to become a cat as it is for a man to be a woman. And you have one job as members of this school board, and it's defined as this. School board members are responsible for broad, forward-thinking, minute analysis and decisive action in all areas that affect students and staff in their schools. I ask you, do you believe that the actions of a grown man playing dress-up as a woman affects the students and staff positively or negatively? A public school is not the place for social experiments in altered realities or gender ideologies. It is not the place to celebrate a grown man with a mental illness, dressing as a woman, and teaching kids lies. Children come to school to learn facts and truths about reality, including unchanging biological truths about science and nature, not to learn that they can change biological realities and become anything they want in the name of diversity. What you're actually doing is worse than just lying to our kids. You're forcing them to be participants in your lie, in your charade. You're forcing them to deny what they see with their eyes, and you're forcing them to speak lies. I ask you again, am I a cat? And if you say no, then the mindset must be aligned with your discernment across the board. By allowing a falsity to be displayed and paraded around the school, you teach children that truth is not existent, facts are not real, and biology is a lie. You fail at your job, your only job, by confusing children and teaching them untruths and to coddle a grown man playing dress up as a woman. So this was an example of courage, guys. This is, this is courage being demonstrated. So we have different types of courage. We have physical courage, you know, the one that firefighters and soldiers sign up to put themselves in harm's way. That, that's physical courage. 
we have mental courage and that is overcoming anxiety, depression, those types of things. And then we also have moral courage and that is doing what's right when you're surrounded by wrong, even though it's not popular opinion. My guest, Lindsey Graham, finally got her on the show today. Very excited to have her. We're going to get a lesson into that. How did one mom step up, one single mom step up, go in front of the school board, fight the government, and now she's here fighting for us? How, how did that happen? I, I hope this next hour gives you insight on the type of courage that we need to see going forward. Our country is, is being overran by demonic forces. All of these spirits out here to confuse our children and to separate us and to divide us and to call evil good and good evil. All of these things must be addressed. And so thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for us finally being able to discuss and, and talk about the brave woman that you are. Many people uh, may know you by the Patriot Barbie. And so the Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham, welcome. Thank you, Jody. That was a very flattering introduction. I'm honored, especially oh. coming from you. Well, thank you. Uh, it was easy. It was easy. Uh, just like you, I like having conversations with people and um, I don't really put in a whole lot of thought prior to to having the interview. And um, it just, that was just very natural and from the heart. So thank you, girl. Thank you for being a beautiful, beautiful outward example of a woman that is strong in heart and and really just an example to what a lot of us um, need to aspire to be, honestly. Thank you. you. But, you know, what? what is a woman, really? I mean, <laughs> what it's is like a so woman? ridiculous. Now, whenever anyone uses the word woman, I'm like, ah, what is a woman? <laughs> what does that mean? Our uh, nurse April, she she did uh, a show uh, on chat GT, GPT. Mm -hmm. um, it's an AI program and it can't even define a woman. Oh you gosh. should hear it go on oh. and on about what a woman is. Oh, stupid. Okay. According to a nurse, what is a woman? For real. What is a woman? You know, it's interesting that you say that because as I'm listening to um, your testimony in front of the school board, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're asking, you know, for children or, you know, you're saying that uh, we need to be uh, awake to the idea that we are telling our children to celebrate mental disorders. Mm -hmm. And prior to COVID, I mean, essentially uh, somebody coming in saying that they were a man in a, in a woman's body or vice versa, um, had a DSM diagnosis code. It's a, it's a site, a mental health dis disorder. And so now all of a sudden we are just to be taught, you know, just like we knew all of the protocols that we did in the hospital. Now they want us to flip our thinking and say mm -hmm. that we don't even, we can't even define a woman. Listen, right. I'll tell you this much. I would have a patient come in and I knew they're a man. You know, we had one come in all the time and, uh, and we would see her all the time. It was actually a man. 
Okay. Yeah. And, um, and then if I had to cast her, I mean, I'll call her, her feminine sounding name, you know, I'll even say she, you know, when we're, I'm in the room with her, but if I went to put a catheter, I would say, I have to hold your penis and put the catheter in your urethra. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to Excuse like, me, ma'am. Could you move your wiener out of the way? <laughs> could you hold that up for me? You have a very, very, very large vagina. I've never seen a vagina like that ever. Yeah, girl, I have transgender friends and, you know, I'll call her their name. Like, yeah. you know, but you're not going to, you know, when, when I knew that she was going to be introduced to my son, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell, tell my son prior to her coming over, mm-hmm. but you know, when she left, I did have a conversation. I said, did you notice anything different about her? And he was like, oh, he was probably like eight or nine at the time, you know? And he's like, no, I don't know. He didn't. And I was like, that, that was a man. And he's like, I was wondering why, why the the neck looks so different or something. He had Isn't said. that funny? You asked him, did you notice anything different? And his instinct is to be like, oh no, no, no. Probably out of politeness or like, well, everyone's different. So I don't know if that's that different. Right. But then after you say it, it's like, I knew it. Something was yes. Yeah. And that's where I had to really be um, intentional about acknowledging, you know, what we're seeing these days, because, you know, he's 13 years old now and his testosterone's like, you know, off the charts, you know, he's a 13 year old boy to make sure that he, you know, is looking at a man dressed as a woman. And that's different because I don't want him to be confused and think that, Oh, I might've been attracted to that person. And Oh my gosh, am I gay? Right. Do you know what well, I mean? Yeah. And, and I struggle with like, my kids are really young, um, really young. So nine, six, and three. And I have a trans friend, Matt. So Matt is a woman and Matt looks, acts, I mean, every, I did not know that she was transgender mm-hmm. until she told me. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Matt is so incredibly aligned with the way that critical thinkers believe like myself. She has no problem with me calling her a she, even though she lives as a man, because she says, I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm a girl that looks like a dude. I'm a girl that wants to be a man. I'm a woman that wants to appear and and live the life of a man. I have gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. but yes, you can call me she because, well, that's not offensive. I'm actually a girl. And I'm like, right. thank you. But I struggle with even telling my kids, you know, Matt was over in front of my, my children and I struggled with, well, do I say something? Um, I, I never would lie to my children. So mm-hmm. I, I had told myself right away, if anything gets asked, the truth will be spoken. Why would the kids ask anything that has to do with gender? I don't know. But Mm -hmm. there was the idea that like, what if they asked, do you guys have kids or something like that? Or because, you know, Matt's married to one. Anyway, I wouldn't even know where to start with my age of children because I don't want to confuse them into thinking, well, this is normal for some genders to dress like the other genders, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful to the point where I'm saying, it's not normal in a mean way. I'm just saying, gosh, my kid's life would be really simple <laughs> if they believed the way God designated us, which is male and female, marriage, nu- nuclear family, all that. 
Yeah. The problem with this movement is that it just, it confuses so many things, especially people like us that want to be loving. And we do want to be loving and accepting and inclusive because we're Christians, but I'm like, but hold on. Now I've got to explain to my children certain things that I never had to explain before this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, so I have two older children, um, 31 and 28. And, um, so Benjamin, you know, I had him at 35. Um, my oldest, two oldest was like teenagers. And so, um, I raised them being hundred percent blunt. Like they asked me any question about anything they knew. I mean, they knew, they knew a lot about me. You know, I was a bartender in the neighborhood. And so, um, you know, just, just even from that, like, you know, people knew my story for like 10 years. Right. So I was just upfront with them when it came to drugs, cocaine, weed, out drinking, you know, um, all of that. And I believe in being totally upfront. And when it comes to the gender stuff, like we have got to be really careful with that mm-hmm. because, you know, um, like the, you know, Jonathan Khan, have you ever heard of him? No. Okay. I love him. Look him up on okay. YouTube. He has a Jonathan Khan. It's called return of the gods. Um, Oh, I, you're the second person to mention that book to me. Yes. This week. I have been following him for about 10 years. My life actually changed dramatically when I met him. Uh, he's a Jew that uh, is a believer in Jesus. And mm. so to hear a Jew translate the Bible and, um, you know, translate the Torah, which is the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Hebrew words and stuff just don't have the same meaning. And, and there's no way you they can, you know, when, when you try to translate, translate it in one way for print, um, it, it really takes away from the meaning of all of it. Right. And so to have a Jew translate the Bible is a game changer for me. And he speaks on you know, when, and this is like probably the most simple way to understand it is, you know, you know, when Jesus was here on earth and he was casting out demons Mm -hmm. and then he, um, sent, gave that power to his disciples Mm -hmm. and they went out into the world. Um, that was a mass exorcism. Mm. What, 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 how he describes it is like, it was a mass exorcism that the world's ever seen. Because at that time, uh, when Jesus was here, they were honoring the, the gods like Zeus and stuff, right? Right. So these these are spirits that were act, are actually very real. The Bible talks of them. And so if you believe in good, the Holy Spirit, you've got to believe in evil, right? Yep, yep. And so when the world was, um, when the disciples went out and, you know, cast out a bunch of demons and all of these gods like fell to the be mythical creatures from how we learned about them, mm-hmm. um, what happened in like the 60s was a return of them. It was a return of them with like the love, you know, free love, the yeah. sexual immorality. Then yeah. you had the the children being, um, you know, being killed on, on the altar of Baal for the abortions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean the altar of Baal? And then he talks about it and he says, you know, God isn't just a mythical God, like a Zeus or, or God, right? It's spirit. And so if you believe in the spirits and in the Bible, it says that when a spirit is cast out of a man, 
It doesn't die. It roams the earth looking for another soul to be. Mm. And this is scripture. Yeah. And, and then when, you know, that man allows that spirit back in through whatever transgressions or whatever, that spirit brings seven more with them. Oh my gosh. And then you're like, oh my gosh, the, the Bible says that. Yeah. But then you also think about, well, what is your God? What, what is it that we, what, that we idolize? Well, why do most women, why do most women have abortions? I'd say the vast majority, why, what would you say? Uh, vast majority, they don't feel ready. They're not married. They don't think they can afford it or handle it. Most of exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Don't have a yeah. dad. Yeah. Yep. All of it. Right. So again, they're not ready to do it. They're not ready. Mm -hmm. So they're putting what their freedom and their wants and their desires off of over the blessing that God gave them. Right. And so that's, that's the God that they worship, the God of freedom, if you will, or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was the easiest way for me to understand that and to explain it to people, you know, but as far as kids are concerned, you know, just letting them know that, you know, there is good and evil out here mm -hmm. and it's okay if a woman wants to dress like a man. Absolutely. But if she's going around saying that she has a penis and she doesn't like that's, <laughs> that's a, a mental disorder, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens? Good. This is such a good conversation. So you say the way that you say it. If a woman wants to dress like a man, go for it. Go for it. Mm -hmm. yep. But then what happens when that person appears so much like a man that now, but but now let's flip it because it's much more unsafe for men to dress as women. Yeah. Fine. If a man wants to dress like a woman, fine, fine, go for it. Mm -hmm. But now he's he's been entitled to dress like a woman publicly so much that he has had surgeries and he looks like a woman and he sounds like a woman. And if for all accounts, he, you, he basically could pass as a woman. Mm -hmm. Does he now get the rights to come into the women's facilities and restrooms and locker rooms? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's, it's a danger. Right. So I feel like we, I feel like as Americans, we're sitting here dissecting it down to silly things that can't be really measured. Well, does he pass? Well, did he cut his wiener off? Well, does he look like, a, it's like, oh my gosh, none of those things make a man a woman. And so there are some conservative transgenders, Caitlyn Jenner being one of them, mm -hmm. where they're fighting back against this. But I'm like, but hold on. Why do you get to have a woman of the year award? Why mm -hmm. do you get to be respected and called she and her? And I'm guessing you use female facilities because you insist on living your life as a woman and being acknowledged as a woman, but you are not. So what gives you the authority to, to be called and identified and, and have women's rights. What is it? Where is that line? Because now yeah. we're, now we're towing a line. Caitlin, well, Caitlin Jenner, we, he's come out and um, he, clearly he's committed to the, the female thing. He's not a threat to anyone. Well, who says, who decided, who decided that Bruce Jenner isn't a pedophile? I'm not saying he is. I'm certainly not right. saying yeah. I'm just saying he's fighting for the same fights, but I'm like, but you helped push this into motion. So now we can't say that you, we respect your rights as a woman because what gives you that right any more than the liberal who's a dude dressing like a girl? I can't be on your side just because you're a Republican or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's so hard. It, it's really hard. I mean, I will say prior to this getting, you know, like literally, I guess, you know, to have to look at it a little bit differently now than I looked at it three years ago, right? Because it wasn't yeah. pushed on us. Like I said, my friend is a man with a penis that absolutely looks like a girl, gets hit on by other men, right? Yeah. And I remember asking, uh, asking her, I was like, do you have a penis? And she's like, I still do. And I was like, yeah, because I couldn't even understand about wanting to get rid of that. Like, but then that confused me. But then it confused me because it's like, if you want to live as a girl so much, then why don't you just cut it off? Yeah. Well, then, and then then as the same question, like, you know, that he is probably not a threat, that he genuinely maybe is gay or he, whatever. He looks like a woman. Okay. So now he goes in the women's restrooms and there's a little five-year-old girl in there by herself. Is that okay? What made it okay and not okay? Jody's opinion that he was nice and trust me, he's not a threat. And it's like, we can't have laws based on opinions on like who is or is not a threat. Is Caitlyn Jenner a threat in the women's restroom? I don't know. Who gets to decide, you know, it's just, it's gotten so complicated. It's so complicated because then there's also, you know, the the element of um, deceit. Right. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, nobody wants to feel like they were being, um, yes. you know, taken advantage of, you know, right. and played yep. because there's a lot of anger that comes with that. Hence, like when you ha- hear about these transgender, um, you know, times that, you know, they get beat up. And trust me, I saw it a lot in the hospital. Mm. I saw it a lot in the hospital. I even saw it where the other person came in and I took care of, you know, the man. Right. And then I took care of the transgender she man. I don't know how to, (laughs) I think what, you know what? I think whatever, I think you can say whatever. And (laughs) if they're offended, you're kind of like, well, I'm sorry. You chose to live a life that is not natural. So if I accidentally call you something that's offensive, that's kind of your fault. Yeah. Like I can't, I mean, we can't just keep apologizing for it. You know, right. like I never wanted to offend somebody or hurt them. And, and it's nothing off of my back to, you know, call you Kimmy when you're Ken, you know right. what I'm saying? I could yeah. care less. Um, but then uh, also understanding like, Hey, Kimmy, you got beat up because dude in the other room <laughs> is a 22 year old, you know, that was out with his buddies that got duped. Yep. You embarrassed him. You embarrassed him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, like I don't have a lot of empathy for it. I just, I, I really don't like, I'm sad. Like I look at it, Lindsay, like people are going through this because, you know, we all have like spiritual, like strongholds over us. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I call them like generational curses kind yeah. of thing. You know, it's like, I deal with my weight. Somebody might deal with alcoholism. Somebody else might deal with gender dysphoria. We all deal with something, mm-hmm. you know, um, it just, how, how do we handle that when it affects society? Yeah. It, that, that is the perfect way to put it. It affects society. And I think it's so hard to navigate because even you and I going back and forth for however many minutes now about this, we're both Christians. We both believe what we believe and we believe it wholeheartedly. We are both strong and outspoken. So you cannot get us to waver on our beliefs and to even speak that belief is called hateful. Like I don't hate Caitlyn Jenner. And in fact, I bet you we'd be besties 
if I met him, mm-hmm. but, but, and he's probably somebody that understands when I look at him and say, listen, I, you, you and I have a little bit of a difference here. I won't even call you Caitlin. I've been on the news and called him Bruce because I believe that by, by you requesting that I address you as a female name, when I know that you're not a female, you're asking me to compromise my beliefs. And that's not fair. You did that to yourself. And that is, it is not, it is not now my obligation to coddle it. So I will not call you she, her, and I will not call you Caitlin. Your name is Bruce and you are a man. And that is not hateful. What's Mm -hmm. hateful is for anyone in that area to turn around and say, no, you need to respect my pronouns. No, I don't. I didn't change natural society. I didn't change nature. I didn't create a disruption in the world. You did. So it's actually very, very hateful of you to turn around and tell me to lie, to speak untruths, and to go against what I believe in because of you and your choices. Yeah, I mean, I I hear where you're where you're coming from on that, and you know the she he thing. I completely would would hundred percent be like, yeah, you know, she just sees a man's man, and he's a man, mm-hmm. and that's how he was born, and that's how Lindsay refers to him. The the name, though, however, it's like you know, um, to me that maybe a little bit like disrespectful, mm-hmm. you know, because you have. People want to be called different names. A name is a name. Like this right. is how you identify, you know, we have boy names that could be girl sounding and all of that stuff. So the name, like, I, I don't really try to poke the bear on that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people, I love this conversation because I actually love it when people disagree with me because I'm like, oh, all right, I hear your point. And it's true. I'm like, poke, 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 poke. Oh my like, I absolutely refuse. And also too, I I think it's um, my ER training, you know, and my nurse training is yeah. that we we saw so many psychotic people come in with psychotic breaks and, um, you know, and, and I mean, definitely you don't want, you know, to, to amp up the situation if you don't have to. So right. if you want me to call you, Camelela, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever, the most feminine sounding name, I will call you that. But yeah. if I have to touch your penis... I'm telling you, I'm touching your penis. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> uh, with all due respect, ma'am, I'm going to need to funnel that wiener. <sighs> yeah, somebody told me when I was a CNA, because um, I was holding up a urinal. Oh my and, um, and he was training me and I, you know, put the penis in the urinal and, and then I, you know, gave it, you know, a couple taps. And then he looked at me and he goes, you know, Jody, more than two shakes is fondling it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that, we are going to go to break, guys. Oh. <laughs> but before we do, please check out our sponsors. We have the Cofix RX, which I believe is one of the best things that we can do to try to prevent the virus from replicating any virus, really, that's in our nose, um, in our airway, in our nasal passages. And it's a dilute povidone iodine. I use it all the time whenever, A, one, I feel like I'm coming down with something, or two, when I find myself um, being in a closed situation um that doesn't have a lot of ventilation so check out the cofix rx and we will be right back with lindsey graham 
you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. All right, guys, welcome back. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud, and I am your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley. I have been speaking with the Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham. Uh, we talked about in the first half um, how we both felt about like transgender and actually listened to Lindsay speak in front of the school board. And so in this segment, I want to find out a little bit about your story, Lindsay. Tell our listeners who you are, how you came up with the name The Patriot Barbie, although you are a very beautiful um you know, physically beautiful woman. I can see where the Barbie comes from. Um, but tell them, uh, you know, how, how you got to be here talking to me. Oh, great. Well, I cannot, first of all, I can't believe we spent the first like half hour just talking about transgender <laughs> transgenderism. Sorry, Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Okay, I love the Patriot Barbie story because I actually didn't come up with the Patriot Barbie. A lot of people know, um, although it's starting to kind of become a far distant part of my story, that I was the salon owner in Oregon that opened up against mandates in 2020. And um, in doing so, I was probably the second or third person in America to reopen publicly. So I got the full weight of the state of Oregon that completely annihilated me. Um, in the media with fines, um, threats, all those things. 
CPS came to my house and said they were going to take my kids for opening my salon. Oh my gosh. gosh. It was a a nightmare. Because you were a danger to public health and safety? Yes. (gasps) Oh, Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I became global news at that point. So that was May of 2020. And amidst that came the cancel culture. So I was being called, you know, a rich bitch, a selfish uh, business owner, a murderer, a grifter, all the things. And um, the left, someone on the left made a meme of my face wearing a MAGA hat and said, I don't always play Patriot Barbie, but when I do, I kill people and I steal grandma. I kill people's grandmas and I steal their money, something like that. And I was like, did you just call me the Patriot Barbie? <laughs> like, Goodness that's gracious. not an insult. So I um, I had had it up to here with cancel culture. I'd been canceled for like months straight, just nonstop berating and harassment threats. And uh, I was just done with them. So I looked up the definition of Patriot, looked up the definition of Barbie, decided that they were both positive words. And I changed all my social media to Patriot Barbie, just to once again poke, poke, poke. Yeah, and, um, poke that bear, girl. Poke, 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 and you're like, oh, you like me now. And I, I sat back and I pictured this person, whoever it was, losing their mind because they were trying to insult me. And then literally every time I'd get introduced on the news, it was like she goes by the Patriot Barbie. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, this is a thing, and it stuck. So. It's, uh, it's totally my brand and the Patriot Barbie. I was called that by the left. It, it's literally who I am now. I'm a political activist, um, speaking up for kids, for women's rights. Also an author. I wrote um, my testimony, which is um, really what I thought was going to be writing about opening up against mandates in Oregon. Okay. And ended up being the testimony of how we ended up moving to Arizona, lost all of our six businesses to cancel culture started over, sold our home, lost our businesses, moved here, left our family. And God has rewritten my entire life story. And it's been beautiful. (laughs) It's crazy. Let's like give it up to God for a second, girl, because like, seriously, you know, I, I, he knew what type of, um, faith, that each of us, you know, had the love for him, right? Mm-hmm. He yep. knew what kind of women we have been. Okay. Uh, we both have, we both have passed. And, and I look at it like, hey, God allowed me, you know, with grace, allowed me to go off on all these paths mm-hmm. because they made me the person that I am today. I, yes. I like to tell yes. people, yeah, I like to tell people, I was like, listen, as much as I disagreed with what was happening in the hospital, I just wake up one day and say, I'm going to record and I'm going to release it to the world and let it go viral. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't think that, you know, Um, that's what I tell people. It's like courage is taking little steps. So Mm -hmm. tell our audience, like what gave you, what gave you the strength to, to stand up and say, I am going to open this up. I mean, you know, I'm sure you hear it a lot of times. People come up and say to you, thank you so much for what you've done. I would have done the same thing, but I'm a single mom with three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here's why I couldn't do what you did, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this is the, there's probably two things that gave me the, the quote courage. One, the Lord had it in his plan that this is what he was going to do with me, whether I asked for it or not. I did not ask God about opening up. I just did it. And two, ignorance. I really didn't know what would come of it. I believed in one thing that I had the right to work and that Mm -hmm. the government didn't have the right to take that away from me and that we were going to go bankrupt if I stayed closed. We were. My husband and I, if we had stayed closed and I hadn't done what I'd done, we would be probably bankrupt in Oregon right now. Yeah. And so the not knowing that what I was doing was powerful or, or going to empower or was going to change my life forever. Yeah. I had no fear about doing it to me. It was like, this isn't a thing guys. I, we have the right to work. I'm just going to open like, duh. Hello. Yes. <laughs> no I'm just doing it. Like you should do it too. And then mm-hmm. if I had known what would entail, I might've been a lot more afraid, but I feel like God blessed me with complete ignorance about what was going to happen when I did it. Yeah. Because sometimes I think that fear of what we could lose is what stops us from doing these brave things. And Mm. I didn't have that fear and thank God literally because what he had for me was so much bigger and better. And I would have let my fear stop me from that. And I think he, I think that was another blessing is he said, I'm just going to let you kind of pretend that this is no big deal. You're going to go do it. And then by the way, game over, like your life's never going to be the same. 95% of people, I don't know, maybe that's a little bit much, but I, I look at when you say that you stepped up and there was only a few people at that time that reopened their businesses, right? Mm-hmm. That was loud and proud. And and then you have me as a federal nurse. I don't know of any other federal nurses that have come out in right. the last two years after my story. Yeah. Even seeing how we have, even seeing how God is taking care of us. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's actually one of the strangest phenomenons is when I reopened my business, I had empathy for people who didn't come alongside me because I was like, I understand that you're afraid. And then after I reopened, the torment from the government was so severe and so public that then I really believed, well, now, of course, no one's going to open up along with me. They're seeing what's happening to me. I'm, I might go to jail. My kids are, they're threatening to take my kids away. Like I've got a 40, $70,000 threat of a fine. Now, no one's going to open. And now I don't blame you because you're seeing what's happening to me, right? right? But now it's 2023. The people that have watched my journey from then to here have gone, oh my gosh, you have found your purpose. The Lord has blessed you. Would you ever go back to doing hair and making six figures? And I say, no, I would never go back to having financial security but not knowing my purpose, never. So now when you look at my life and your life and you go, they did this brave thing, it costs them a lot, but they seem more joyful, more purposeful and more intentional. Hmm. Nope, Mm. I think I'll still live in fear. No, (laughs) you saw that God, like, hello, you're seeing that God blesses those Uh that stand boldly and step into the fire. You're seeing them walk with them and bring them out of it better. There's no fear in that. Why wouldn't you look at my life and go, all right, whatever she did, I want to do it. Like, all right, where can I be bold? Where can I get canceled? 
That's uh-huh. what I want. Uh-huh. But yeah. the people that don't do that, it's so, I'm like, you're watching this happen in real time. Yeah. You're seeing that God protected me. You still, A, won't give it all to God. And B, you won't do that one thing he's asking you to do, knowing, knowing if you really have faith that on the other side of it is something God has for you. It's got to like, be bigger than the world. Absolutely. Like his promises to us are immense. And I think that's when, you know, people really need to get into the word. Mm-hmm. And and so how about this? Like, how about guys like Google the Lord's promises, Bible verses, Google yep. courage, Bible verses, Google, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think of whatever your code words are that you're struggling with and yep. then just put Bible verses at the end yep. and get into the word because the word is the truth right? I am the truth. Well, first, you know, John said that um, in the beginning was the word and Mm -hmm. the word tabernacled with God. So Jesus was always been the word because when he came here, he said, I am the truth, the light and the way, Mm -hmm. right? So he is the truth. So why would you not want to follow it? Like Jonathan Kahn, he had a, a good sermon one time and this stuck with me. He said, you know, we're living in biblical times. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely. And it was interesting because when everybody would talk to me about it, like blowing the whistle and stuff. And then I met all these people like Mc- Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, like friend of mine, wrote my foreword in my book. Um, FLCCC, doc, Dr. Merrick, friend of mine, like all of these people, uh, Dr. Zelenko, like, mm-hmm. you know, Kristen and Tammy, all these people that... The Lord is just bringing us together. And when I was a new whistleblower and I was, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting all these people and they were like, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. I've been following you for so long. You know, why did you do what you did? And they said, God, like God led me to Mm -hmm. do this. And it wasn't some like audible voice where God showed up in the corner of our bedroom and said, Mm -hmm. child, you are going to do this. Lindsay, open your hair salon. Like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. It's that little whisper, you know, the little whisper that he comes to us. And, um, and so I told people after that, I was like, the Lord is gathering his remnant. Mm Mm-hmm. And I yep. said, I feel like this is the book of Acts in modern day. And then oh, Jonathan Kahn said, Jonathan Kahn said the same thing. And then he said, listen, if you ever thought that you wanted to live in biblical times, congratulations, you are living in biblical <laughs> times. <laughs> we are here. Yeah. And so what are you yep. going to do? What are you going to yeah. do with that? Like exactly. what kind of, what yep. are you going to write? What, what's the last chapter in right. Acts going to be? Yeah. You know, are you going to be included in it? Right. And, and why would you ever not, if you want to live in biblical times, and maybe some people don't, would you want to be like a character that was mentioned or would you want to be like a Peter or a John or a Paul or John yes. the Baptist or like, right. I want to be, I want to be written in Jesus's personal diary. Yeah. I want him to go. She obeyed. She complied. She listened. Yeah. Well done. Good and faithful one. Amen. You're in the book of life. That's You're right. The, yeah. And, and I believe I, I see that so, so much. I, you know, it just, it takes me back 
to like, you know, I know how I became a believer. You know, I grew up in a spirit-filled Pentecostal church um, in the inner city of Chicago next to a liquor store. My preacher preached on end times prophecy every single time. <laughs> she was actually offered a mega church back in the 80s to come to California to open it up, a mega church. And you know, she had told me, she's like, I, I know uh, the Lord wants me here and this is where I'll stay. Wow. And, and I think of like what an impact she had on me because for me, it, the, the, my eyes were opened in March of 2020 when I found out that the whole world was essentially getting on board with this two weeks to slow the spread. Mm. And I said, oh my gosh, this is biblical. I remember yeah. it's going to be a global event. Yep. And COVID was the global event that ushered in. And so I just looked up to God and I was like, I'm supposed to pay attention to this part, right? And I literally <laughs> said that to him because that's how I talk to God. Oh you know? my God. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be your buddy. I talk right. to him all the time. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I'm so mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but, right. I'm like, really? <laughs> how did that just happen? Why yeah. did that happen? Yeah. No, I get it. But, you know, you have very few preachers. Um, I know you work with um, Turning Point USA. Mm -hmm. Charlie Kirk was on Jack Hibbs and I love Jack Hibbs. Yeah. And um, and they, he was talking about it, too. Like there, there's not very many preachers out there preaching the gospel. And so people don't really know who the Lord is. And that's where I feel like the remnant that's rising up right now. It's mm -hmm. like we are out there to really tell people about about Jesus and be like, Hey, the, you, you may want that relationship because this is all going to crap. You know? Yeah. Yep. Well, where else are you going to, when it hits the fan, where else are you going to turn? I mean, people turn to oh, friends and drugs and alcohol and, you know, porn and all kinds of things. Yeah. But, and, and, and people ask me a lot, is it going to get worse? And I'm like, Oh, unfortunately it's going to get a lot worse and look at where we're at now. I mean, I think that you have to have a very, very true and deep relationship with the Lord to be in agony over what's happening in this world, because the Bible says to break my heart for what breaks yours. And I am heartbroken many days of the week, literally over the idea that kids are cutting off their body parts and they don't know who they are yeah. and that we are killing babies by hundreds and hundreds and thousands by the hour my heart breaks for that stuff. So you can't fight something that you don't truly have like an immense uh, hatred. The Bible says you can hate that what's, what's evil. I hate what's happening in our world so much that nothing is worth like going back to a cushy life and not fighting this and sitting back and pretending that these things don't exist because the Lord is so present in my life that I am heartbroken over the state of our nation and the world to the point where I can't ignore it. And some people can good for them, I guess, maybe. Um, but, but, but really knowing what breaks the Lord's heart is what really gets you passionate enough to want to fight back finally. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. I mean, you know, so tell, tell listeners what you're doing. Um, that maybe they can support you and, you know, or how can they start, you know, speaking out on their own? How did you begin mm -hmm. doing that? 
Well, I will say that I got, I got fortunate. I, I was canceled. And so that was, it became really easy to speak out because I'd already lost every single thing I'd worked for. And when we moved to Arizona, I looked around and said, well, I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to go full bore into this Patriot Barbie thing. And I'm going to say what needs to be said at all costs. And so I'm very, very fortunate that I am in that position. Um, although my platform is growing to the point where sometimes I say, I really hope I don't get canceled. Like there are yeah. people that align with me now that could, could cancel me if I said the wrong thing, but I just try to stay, you know, as true to the Lord as I can and like yeah. not try not to overstep. And if I'm really following him, then I know he'll guide me, um, might make my steps right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have a book like you do. It's totally my testimony. You can buy it on patriotbarbie.com. Mm -hmm. um, since doing all of this, I've found a new way to entrepreneur myself. So we've started like a patriotic America Jesus clothing line. Um, I've collabed with like an American um, patriotic beauty company to launch makeup. So like all kinds of fun stuff um, mm -hmm. that, that I'm doing just as a kind of a side gig. Um, but support wise. Yeah. I mean, sharing content that's powerful and empowering, yeah. um, spreading the message that needs to be spread. If it's going to encourage other people to stand up and speak up, um, you know, my cat video, I did that in November. It mm -hmm. went viral in December and now it's April and it's going viral again. And it's like, yeah. great, good. I hope that that encourages other people to go to school boards and speak what needs to be said, despite being called a homophobe or a transphobe or whatever it is, protecting right. children is way more important than any name you could call me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. You know, it's like when you allow the Lord to work through you, you know, and you're, and you're really, I, I pray, you know, the, the father's prayer, the, the Bible tells us when you pray, pray this way. And it's, you know, the, our father who art in heaven, thy will be done. Yep your will father mm -hmm. so it's like if we're constantly asking the lord for his will that you will know like no matter what it's going to work out so for example right. exactly like, i had my case um the now now i'll say it but the pharmacist in my video with project veritas put an order of protection on me in october of 2021 i went and fought that in court um i i had to hire an attorney have a hearing more money she didn't hire an attorney she did it all uh, on her own and oh when gosh. you go and you represent yourself you're not held to the same standard right so you can just ramble on and on and on and on and on yeah. and they give you yeah. the leeway you know um but anyway the judge still ruled in her favor and i thought okay well certainly like whatever i'll let it go because it's not that big of a deal to me i i never um talked about her name i've never said her real name i've just referred to her as the pharmacist in my interviews because it's a major part of the story mm -hmm. it's a major part of why i'm suing the government as well right you know yeah. and so um you know then that went on and i was like okay i'll just wait six months and it'll be all over again. Certainly they're not going to renew it. Nope. He renewed it again. My gosh. Right. And so then this time, you know, I hired, um, Mike Yoder's been working with me, but I got to get, a an Arizona attorney. So Ryan Heath from the gavel project stepped in, 
Yeah, he's he's my best guy. attorney ever. Uh, he's so he's so passionate. He loves the Lord so much, and he's yep. just so young and just mm-hmm. full of just energy and hope. And it's so nice to see. Yep. But you know, we had to go in front of the judge again, and it was another long hearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, the judge ruled that um, that you that there's no harassment. Yeah, but I sit there and yeah, praise God. But you know, people ask me, well, what if it didn't? You know, what if, what if, you know, you lost again? And I'm like, well, then the Lord's just using me for another purpose. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you take yourself out of it, that's the easiest place to live. Yep. That's the place that you want to live is when you're like, give it all up to the Lord and be like, it's There's all peace. you. There's so much peace. Jody. I don't know if you know this, but the guy that I spoke out at the school board in the cat costume is the same guy that I called the police on because he uses the women's facilities in my gym. He filed a harassment injunction against me and he oh. won. And Ryan Heath is, is filing a motion to dismiss on that too. Same thing. I have never, never called the man, never text the man, never emailed him, never even spoken to him directly, except okay. for the one time at the gym where I said, why do you use the men's restroom sometimes and the women's restroom sometimes? That's all I've ever said to the man ever. Okay. That's I've it. spoken at a school board. I called the cops when he was in the women's locker room. Harassment injunction. Oh, girl, was this like, recent? Yeah, this is all happening. This happened like in January. Okay, well, good. Because so what she was trying to get me on is not that what I said, because she even admitted in court that she's not afraid of me. I've never harassed her. I've never right. reached out to her. I've never done anything. I even told her I loved her in court. I mean, for Christ's <laughs> sake, you know, um, she just wanted me to not say the pharmacist anymore because she said that whenever I did that um, people reached out and gave her death threats. However, she didn't have any proof of it, except when the video went viral with 5 million views in two days and a couple of people reached out one time and that's how they got it. So it was like this whole third party thing. Oh my gosh. So yours should be open and shut. And hopefully you get uh reimbursement for attorney's fees. That's what we're going for. And I think it's hilarious because then he did the same thing. He brought a stack of letters and they were all emails. And they were like, these are emails calling me a groomer and calling me a pedophile. And I'm like, did I write these? Then right. how are they like, how are they? evidence. I, I yep. didn't like, I can't control what other people do. <laughs> you are a man that dresses like a woman. You sit on school board and you think no one is going to write you a nasty email. Right. Who said right. that they, who said that they heard about you through me? Everybody knows about you, bro. Yeah. And even if they did, you weren't out there trying to elicit people to uh, target. Him. I've never done a call to action against him ever. Yeah. You know what, girl, let's, when your lawsuit is all done, let's go out and let's celebrate together. Have a glass of champagne. And, but I, we got on this, we got on this topic because when I sat in court unrepresented as well, and, and he was given the harassment injunction, I literally was like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. This is what God wanted. This is going to use, God's going to use this to, propel the story into the extremity that it is, which is that a school board member can file a harassment injunction against a mom for defending her kids. God's going to use this for good. So I have no concerns whatsoever. I'm good. That's it, girl. It's That's the kind it. Of peace. Yep. It's you a know, peace you gotta live in. 
I've never done this before, but I feel called to do it. I'm going to close out our show uh, with a little prayer. Hopefully, you know, we can encourage others that hear this message. Mm -hmm. Um, But we um, thank you, Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie. They can find you at Lindsey. PatriotBarbie.com and on Instagram, the.patriot.barbie. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Father God, thank you so much for um, just being who you are and being such a faithful father. Thank you for allowing Lindsay and I to gather today. You know, they say where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. And, you know, we're going to have a lot of people listening to this. And I just thank you. I thank you for the platform that you've given me. I thank you for the platform you've given Lindsay. And I thank you for the spirit of courage and of faith that we have. And and I just ask that anybody, you know, anybody that has eyes to see or ears to hear that sees or hears this video, that, um, that they are encouraged to step up in faith, that they hear that little whisper, Father, that you are just tugging at them and that they know that that's not their instinct, Father, but that is you. That is you guiding them and leading them into your purpose. And I ask that so many have and will walk in their purpose with you. And I ask this in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. Good prayer, Jody. Uh, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable doing it uh, publicly. I've never done it before, you know, because I just, I just talk to him like I talk to him, but now, you know, that's again, that's courage, right? Right, I I don't feel comfortable doing it, but he, he told me to do it and I'm going to obey and, and let's leave it at that. And it was beautiful. And it was beautiful. God bless you. God bless you, Jody. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the America Out Loud Talk Radio app or on iHeartRadio. You can also find Nurses Out Loud on your favorite podcast by typing in Nurses Out Space Loud, two separate words. Make sure that you are tuning in and hearing my other sister nurses that are here sharing the truth. We are standing in the gap and we are empowering you until you have the courage to come forward on your own. We will provide you with the education and the resources and the peace and the hope and the love for you to do the same. I am Nurses Out Loud host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and God bless you all until next time. It's time.